Chapter Eleven of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Rebellion, age twenty four. During the late spring and early summer, my letters from home spoke often of mother's failing health, and in July one came from her saying that her disease had been pronounced cancer and bidding me come to her. The same mail brought a letter from Dr. Joseph Gazim telling me she was certainly on her deathbed, and adding, Let nothing prevent your coming to your mother at once. I was hurt by this call. Was I such a monster that this old family friend thought it necessary to urge me to go to my dying mother? Stunned and stupefied with grief, I packed my trunk. My husband came in at noon and I handed him the letters. He read them and expressed surprise and sorrow. I told him to hurry to the wharf and see when the first boat started. He thought I should not go until I heard again. It might not be so bad. Then, after reflecting, said, Why go at all, if there was no hope? Of what use could I be? If there was hope, he would agree to my going. But as there was none, he must object. In fact, he did not see how I could think of leaving him with those goods on his hands. How could I be so ready to drop all, and not think of the consequences, for what could he do with that stock of dry goods? My mother pretended to be a Christian, but would take me away from my duty. I too read the Bible, but paid little heed to its teachings. He brought that book, and read all of Paul's directions to wives, but rested his case on Ephesians, 5.22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. While he continued his comments, I buried my head in pillows, saying, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? Milton epitomized Paul when he had Eve say, Adam, be God thy law, thou mine. But was that the mind and will of God? Had he transferred his claim to the obedience of half the human family? Was every husband God to his wife? Would wives appear in the general judgment at all? If they did, would they hand in a schedule of marital commands? If the passage meant anything, it meant this. One might as well try to be and not to be, at the same time, as own allegiance to God and the same allegiance to man. I was either God's subject or I was not, and if I was not, I owed him no obedience. Christ, as head of the church, was her absolute lawgiver, and thus saith the Lord, was all she dared demand. Was I to obey my husband in that way? If so, I had no business with the moral law or any other law, save his commands. Christian England had taken this view and enacted that a wife should not be punished for any crime committed by command or in presence of her husband, because, being altogether subject to him, she had no will of her own. But this position was soon abandoned, and this passage stamped as spurious. Every Christian church has so stamped it, for all encourage wives to join their communion with or without the consent of their husbands. Thousands of female martyrs had sealed their testimony with their blood, 
opposing the authority of their husbands and had been honoured by the church as for me i must take that passage alone for my bible or expunge it then and there i cast it from me for ever as being no part of divine law and thus unconsciously took the first step in breaking through a faith in plenary inspiration i next turned to the book in general for guidance wives obey your husbands children obey your parents honour thy father and thy mother what a labyrinth of irreconcilable contradictions god in nature spoke with no uncertain sound go home to your mother and my choice was made while my husband talked i said that if he did not see about a boat i would when he told me that he had a legal right to detain me and would exercise it i assured him the attempt would be as dangerous as useless for i was going to pittsburgh he went out promising to engage my passage but stayed so long that i went to the wharf where respectable women were not seen alone saw a boat with a flag out for pittsburgh engaged a berth and so left louisville End of chapter eleven